is just wrong and the people that 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 lose out are the dogs the people that lose out are the owners and ultimately the people that are losing out is this whole damn industry so i will not have it i have never accepted it i will keep fighting against it even though i've got people out there that wake up every morning figuring out how to silence me and this might sound dramatic but when you know the behind the scenes going on of my life you will realize that it is true and very few people know about it because i don't play victim um at all i just want to just share this message to people that are struggling with contemplating should they put this information out or not, knowing that they're going to get social media heat. I want you to know that you can survive, you can move through it, and there's more people in your corner than you think. And those people need to start speaking up. I say that as a introduction to today's show, which we are going to be talking about separation anxiety, because almost everything I mentioned today will be um, considered false and considered to ruin a relationship, to ruin the dog, to make things worse, to have the dog live in fear, to destroy the relationship with you, and to call you an abusive person. All I know is I've been doing the exact same thing for 20 years with outstanding results, long-term results, not band-aids, not ticking time bombs, not losing trust. We have a dog here right now, Odin, and Joelle will, will... She's constantly saying it. Jeff, Odin is in love with you. This dog has lived here for 11 days. And all I have been doing with Odin is a combination of absolutely reward-based training, absolutely bike rides, nice walks, um, swimming, including him into our family. But I am also, and Joelle is also, holding him accountable for all the things that we were hired to do. And those are all correctional-based things. He came to us extremely well-trained. His owner has done an incredible job training him. His owner is a dog trainer. Many dog trainers bring their dogs to us because they are struggling. They might not have the skill sets. They might not um, have the hearts. Um, and that doesn't mean what we're doing is mean, but it's not easy correcting your dog for some unwanted behaviors when it's your own dog, especially at a high level and doing what it takes to do. But once we crack the code on the dog and then we put the dog into a great place and we do the repetitions and then we make it default. For instance, I do not know if Joelle is gonna put up this content. Did you put up that content on our subscriber channel, Joelle? Of you and Odin yesterday in public? Okay, now on subscribers only, correct? Okay, because Joel, this dog explodes. He gets huffy. It starts out huffiness, but he outright will explode. He's a German Shepherd Husky mix, large breed dog, powerful, and he will explode at the sight of another dog. She went to Home Depot and a pet store, and there was a little yappy dog, and um, Angelo, who did a fantastic job of, of taking videos. So Angelo is an important part of this company. That's why he is on payroll now, and... Um, He's doing more and more. He does not get paid for chores because children should not be paid for chores. If they want to eat and have a roof over their head, chores are included in the deal, and that includes cleaning up dog shit. So there are things we need to do with this dog to make sure it actually does not explode. This dog, uh, Odin, did fantastic yesterday with a small dog, two small dogs, lunging at him within three to four feet. Um, and he 
did fantastic. We have cracked the code on this dog. This is the thing. A lot of what we teach, it is a wide paintbrush stroke. There's also always troubleshooting involved. How do you troubleshoot? Well, a lot of it's common sense. A lot of it is skill set. A lot of it is the amount of dogs that you've worked with. A lot of it is getting out of your comfort zone. A lot of it is not listening to the nonsense that is printed in books or spread by people with all kinds of degrees who have actually never handled a dog. I would go toe-to-toe with any veterinary behaviorist and anybody that's got letters after their name that can work with a difficult dog. Put the hand in the leash and let's go toe-to-toe. This is not an ego-based thing. It's a thing just to prove that folks need to are listening to the people that are in the trenches doing the work and not the people that are standing up on their freaking um, um, degrees um, from a classroom or from an office with printed printouts telling you what the latest in data suggests. Well, my data suggests you're fucking wrong. And my data suggests that this is how you do it. And yep, I'm not angry. I'm trying to save your dog's life. You know, I listen to it. Inter- you know, I, I'm up at two o'clock in the morning every morning, and I listen to a lot of different stuff. You know, I listen to a lot of positive stuff, a little lot of motivational stuff, and I listen to some educational stuff. And I listened to a great interview with Andy Frisella this morning with Ian Smith, and um, which, if you don't know Ian Smith, he is a gym owner who has turned into you know a very popular pick for person. He's the one that did not want to close his gym. He was going up against the masses. He was telling people to be free thinkers. He was telling people that he would not bend to the woke mob. And he did it underneath huge financial um, uh, uh, penalties. He did it underneath much, much, much hate. And this is the one statement that he said that really hit home. He was doing it for all of you. He was not doing it for selfish reasons. No human being, myself included, takes upon, my life can be so much easier if I did not have this podcast, if I did not have such a big mouth. My life would be so much easier. I would make a hell of a lot more money if I just stayed underneath the radar and just did my fucking job. But I'm trying to change an industry, an unethical, immoral, lying, unprofessional industry, which is the dog training industry. The one thing that he said was people didn't realize it then, but are realizing it now that he was trying to keep everybody safe. He was trying to get people to be free thinkers, not go against the social media machine. And now they're finally realizing it, but boy, did they try to destroy his life. And he is another courageous human being, not because he's male, not because he works out. Courage comes in all forms, shapes, and sizes. But reading a headline and spewing it on your social media does not make you courageous. It makes you a sheep. So for all the folks that were out there believing everything, now it's time to start reading the actual information, which is coming closer to the truth. The truth was already there, but it was squashed. And it's the same thing as dog training. So why are you talking about COVID, Jeff? Why are you talking about lockdowns, Jeff, when this is a dog training podcast? Because it's almost the same thing as far as the mass media trying to silence the truth tellers. That is why. And they are so afraid that they will start doing everything they can. When they can't get you legally, they will get you through doxing, social media hate, getting everybody to to create the straw man of you so you become easy to hate. Separation anxiety. 
Dogs break out of crates. They break. They, they destroy their teeth. They jump out of windows. I have clients who have dogs that when they leave their dogs, they come home to a house of whores. And the dog was in a crate. If the dog's out of the crate, it's even worse. For all these people out there that are saying, if you have to create a dog, you're abusive. You have no fucking idea what you are talking about. I'm glad your dog does not have these problems. You know what? I am not in a wheelchair. And I would be a total fucking asshole and ignorant and uncaring to realize that there are people in a wheelchair that actually need wheelchair ramps, bathrooms in public places, access of freedom of movement so they can live a high quality life. But you take it for granted that you can just walk through any door, go into the bathroom, go onto the beach, get into a car, get into an airplane, get into an amusement park ride, walk up a hill, but you forget everybody can't do that. So let's get out of our little selfish bubbles and think about the rest of the people out there. The only thing you should be selfish about is your personal growth because when you become better, everybody benefits. So I'm glad your dog does not have separation anxiety. I'm glad you do not have to do the protocols that I'm going to be talking about. But when you have a dog that breaks out of a crate, breaks through a window, and runs down the street, and you live on the second floor, and chases your car down the street, or escapes your house, this might not connect with you. When you have a dog that whines and screams all night long because it's in another room than you, this might not connect with you. When you have a dog that's always following you around and you can't even take a fucking shit by yourself without your dog screaming and whining outside your bathroom door, like you need fucking help, got to get the toilet paper off the toilet roll by the dog, which is not capable of doing that, by the way. The only thing that a dog can do with toilet paper is freaking destroy it and trail it around the house. But until a dog can wipe your ass, stay out of the bathroom, dog. Let me shit in private. But how many of you cannot go room to room without your dog following you? And if, it, and if it's left behind just in the living room, when you're in another room, it whines and cries. It destroys everything in its crates. You cannot leave the house. Your neighbors complain about all the howling and all the barking. Your landlord is going to kick your dog out in 24 hours if you don't silence it. We get rid of separation anxiety in as little as an hour, a day, and one to two dogs a year we struggle with, and we work with a lot of dogs. Your dog does not need to be medicated. Your dog needs to be trained and rehabbed. Where does it start? We're going to need a lot of people that say, well, if you start getting the dog acclimated to the crate when it's, a, when it's a young puppy, that's a sign of ignorance. More people get dogs that are, a, well, what happened to the adopt-don't-shop? So you can't be adopt-don't-shop and then also say, start the dog young. Because when you adopt-don't-shop, you're usually adopting a young, an, an older dog. But then on the next hand, I'll say, well, what happened if you have these behavior problems? Well, you should be starting these dogs so young. Well, I can't do that because you want me to adopt. That's why I don't believe in adopt, don't shop. I think it's a freaking catchphrase, and I believe that everybody can be able to get their dogs from anywhere they want to. 
But let's say you've got a one-year-old dog with separation anxiety. What do you do? You bring the dog home. You withhold all your love and affection so you don't think the dog's world revolves around love and affection. And you put the dog into a structured training program, which teaches the dog Yes, you can do this. No, you cannot do this. This has got not even, we're not even addressing separation anxiety, but the shrapnel effect of this will matter. These things are allowed. These things are not allowed. What's not allowed? Barking in the window, barking, rushing the front door, jumping up on people, pulling on the leash, not listening to commands in a timely fashion, growling, biting, lunging, resource guarding, counter surfing. Eliminate all those things. Believe it or not, that helps separation anxiety. Do crate drills. And by the way, I've got free videos on everything I speak of. I put my money where my mouth is. And if you don't understand this, I've got multiple podcasts where you can ask questions. I do multiple consults. We show our work every day. We're real dog trainers. We're not, I'm not a mouthpiece. I'm not a social media dog trainer. I've got a real seven-figure business training dogs around the world. So sometimes it's important to listen to the people that are in the trenches. Now, we've got a dog, Odin, who is lying down comfortably in his crate right now because he just ate, and we're going to be going out for a nice run on a bicycle after this. And he's learning how to be quiet in the crate, whether people are here or people are not here. So how do you stop crate nonsense? The same way you stop all unwanted behaviors. What's reverse? How do you, how do you train a wanted behavior? Through a reward-based system, that is how you do it. How do you stop unwanted behaviors? By applying a punisher to an instill an inhibitor to stop the unwanted behavior. Punishment is not abuse. Starving your dog to death is abuse. Beating your dog to death is abuse. Throwing a cotton towel at your dog for doing something unwanted is not abuse. And if you think it is, get a fish. Or come back to reality, please. So what do you do? Remote collar training is one of the most fantastic training tools out there. Shock collars. Yes. You do not destroy the relationship. You do not ruin the dogs. You do not create a ticking time bomb. You actually learn another language to teach your dog that it understands the difference between yes and no. It is that you can train all obedience commands, correct unwanted behaviors. They're not these evil tools like social media will make you think. That is not a shortcut at all. Everybody's like, well, it, you know, don't be afraid to take some time. Why would you want your dog to have separation anxiety for six months to a year when you can stop it in 24 hours with no negative shrapnel effect? Why would you not want that? I ask you. I ask you. I picked up my car yesterday from the body shop because I was in a horrific accident. Someone hit me. Six months my car has been in the body shop. At the tune of $7,000 in rental cars, $22,000 in repairs. Now, if we had a better supply chain going on in this country where we can get parts in a timely manner, it was a three-week repair job. Wouldn't I want that? 
Don't we all want that? Don't we all want our cars back, our brand new cars with 20,000 miles on it that are a year and a half old? Don't we want those cars back in three weeks, not six months? Yes, we do. Last night, Joel made a wonderful dinner for us. We had half an hour to eat. Well, dinner was made in half an hour in between podcasts. Why cook all day when we can make dinner in half an hour and we don't do frozen foods that we reheat? And I'm not against using a slow cooker. I'm not against something that has to stay in the oven for three hours to slow bake. My point is, enough of this, well, you should do it slow because it's better. Maybe when it comes to fucking, I'll agree with you. But other than that, why is fast bad when it comes to dog training? Who does not want efficient dog training? Who does not want well-documented, efficient dog training? So what do you do? You have your dog in the crate, have a remote collar, shock collar on your dog. You go to bed, the dog whines. You can hit tone as your no signal, that's your no marker, and then correct the dog. Yes, shock the dog. Yes, inflict discomfort on the dog. Then the dog goes, huh, whining sucks. And 99% of the dogs will go, well, that sucked. But meanwhile, prior to that, you've been teaching crate drills. Go in your crate, lie down. Come out on command. Go in your crate, lie down. Come out on command. You're not just throwing your dog in your crate and praying, I hope for the best. But when you stop the dog from biting at the bars, licking at the bars, barking its head off, spinning around, and you're correcting all that stuff, the dog goes, well, that sort of sucks. I guess I'll lie down. And this, this narrative that is being put out there that you should make the dog want to love the crate and be cozy in the crate, keep in mind, I arrive at the scene of the crime. I don't create separation anxiety. I stop separation anxiety. Let's please keep that in mind. People come to us because the dog already has separation anxiety. So whatever they were doing, I am doing something different. I am the fixer. So for all these folks out that are out there saying, oh my gosh, you know, they make it worse. I'm not, there's none of this is defensive. This is educational. This is for you to get confidence. Because what you're doing now, and with a, if you own a dog right now with separation anxiety, what you're doing now is not working. That doesn't make you bad. It just means you don't have the right information. And it's not your fault for not having the right information because social media has brainwashed you and hijacked your mind because they want to see you struggle because they want to come across as these saintly people whose angel wings are growing through lies and deception. But how about this? Dog barks, discomfort. Dog barks, discomfort. Dog bites at the, at the bars, discomfort. And you know what dogs do? Well, that sucked. What do I do? Let me figure this out. Spinning around? Nope, can't do that either. Okay, well... I lie down most of the day anyway, because I'm a dog. I lie down. Ah, bingo. Well, there you go. Now you figured it out. And it's got nothing to do with give the dog more exercise. That's another lie. 
No shit you give the dog exercise. But are you trying to tell me that when you give your dog lots of exercise, you don't have separation anxiety? That's baloney. I've worked with 10,000 dogs. They get plenty of exercise. They still have separation anxiety. Well, give them drugs. Why? Why give them drugs? Why do you need to do that? Just from a financial standpoint, why put them on a monthly regimen of drugs? When you can just do dog training, you can just do rehab. You can just find the right information, apply the right information, and get the correct results. Why not just do that? Why are we pussyfooting around the right results? Because we're soft. We've become soft as a society. That is why. We're letting our dogs run our houses. Last I checked, I'm paying the damn mortgage. I'm paying the damn rent. I buy all the food. I buy all the furniture. I bought the crates. I bought the dog bed. I bought their dog treats. I bought the dog food. And you're going to tell me what to do? It doesn't work that way. This is not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. They're dogs. And that doesn't mean I don't love my dogs. I love my dogs. I love my dogs so much that this morning when I was feeling like shit, I dragged my ass out of bed to let them out and to feed them and to exercise them. And to train them. Because I am trying to have dogs that I can bring anywhere. And the bar is set so low in this country that most people are like, oh, my dog is well-behaved and my dog is trained. It is. I'm not going to say you're a liar, but I'm going to say, great. I'll meet you at an outdoor cafe today. Bring your dog. And after that, we're going to go for an off-leash hike. Your dog's going to be off-leash through the woods, and there's going to be squirrel and deer and coyote. Bring your dog. And after that, we might go to the beach to cool off in the ocean, and your dog will be off-leash. How's that sound? And you're going to have total control of your dog. Oh, I can't do any of those things. What do you mean you can't do those things? Well... My dog listens to me in the house, but it doesn't listen to me out of the house. Oh, so you don't have a trained dog. I thought you said you had a trained dog. I thought you told me your dog was smart. And how much you love your dog. But the dog's meeting your emotional needs inside your house and sort of listening, but you're really not asking it much to do. But you can't actually take it in the real world. Sorry, if that's what you want to do with your dog, you go right ahead. But a lot of us want to take our dogs to other places. So if you want to take your dogs to a lot of places, if you want to eliminate unwanted behaviors, if you want to have a dog that's under voice control, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and learn how to do that. And it can't be done usually in just a classroom once a week. So when you've got dogs with separation anxiety, one of the first things we do is teach leadership skills outside of the crate. Then we, then we put the dog in the crate and we reinforce the down. And then we just hang out in the room. Anytime the dog is not lying down, the dog gets corrected, but it already knows the down. But even if it didn't, believe it or not, the dog's down. Done it thousands of times. We're not shutting down the dogs. We're not suppressing, but maybe we are suppressing because suppression is not bad. And the dog just lies down and falls asleep. How hard is that, guys? How hard is that? Hold on one second. Can you see way the we see text in the foreground, but in the background, can you see the crate? That's Odin. Right here. 
Okay, that's Odin. Looks pretty comfortable to me. Yep. Joelle's in the room on her phone. Angela's doing the dishes as he's supposed to do. Tex is right there. Wes is lying on the floor in front of me. Contractors are outside banging away, sawing away because we're building an addition onto this house. Yeah, did you hear RT banging away? Yeah, your room is getting worked on. Why don't you out there and supervise, buddy? It's your room. And Angela's getting his own bedroom. So that that looks pretty comfortable with me. After this, we're going to go for a bike ride. I'll film that. I'll put that on Instagram stories. You can see it. All right? He's got a great life with us. He belongs to a great owner. He's not our dog. But it's not like he's got a life of corrections. He's got a life of activities and rewards. But guess what? Cross the line. I've got to give you this information. It's your job. So then what you do is you've got a dog now that understands the concept of crates are places where you lie down. And all this bullshit about making your crate wonderful with lots of toys, bottled water, you know, piped in music. It's like, you know, Angelo, this is my podcast. You had your podcast yesterday. All right. You want to come on the podcast and give advice? Get over here right now. But come on over. Come on over and sit in. Be my co-host. Come on right now. All right, kid's 10 years old. He knows he already knows all this stuff. All I wanted to say was that why have a water bottle? A water bottle. Get in, in there. Nobody can see you. Why have a water bottle in the crate? Dogs can't eat. Well, there's drink a bucket. I mean, I mean a water bucket. bucket, a water bucket. Oh, you meant a bucket. Well, with filtered water and making like these embroidered beds from LL Bean. Like, do you think a dog actually understands that this is makes nope. the dog like like loved and comfortable? What is a dog? What is it your average dog with separation anxiety gonna do with a dog um, with uh, a, a very nice fluffy bed that has separation anxiety. What are they going to do? <laughs> if you have a dog with separation anxiety, uh, get rid of the, the separation anxiety first. Then you can give them a cushy bed. They'll Why? tear it to shreds. Tear it to shreds, right. Okay, go back and do dishes. Yeah, okay. All right. I only I only he talked because he said bottle, not bottle. Got it. Sorry, uh, I was confused. That's okay. It's no problem at all. And if you missed Angela's podcast, it was on last night. He does have his own podcast. It was on Egyptian mythology. It's on every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can see that both on Facebook and on YouTube. He is a professional podcaster. He's a homeschool child, and he has his own podcast show. So, and if you out there have kids, there's no swearing at all. It's it's Angelo and his podcast. And um, he did it on, was it Egyptian mythology, buddy? Fun facts in Egyptian mythology, and um, and he's doing Greek mythology next time. And I want you to really study Asian mythology because I'd like to learn about that. All right. Um, so separation anxiety, and then you can start moving to another room where you're in another room. The dog is making nonsense, and they're using remote collar. A remote collar is the number one tool to stop separation anxiety. It is the number one tool. And you're going to hear which this is the this is the catchphrase you are going to hear. Separation, using a shock collar to stop or correcting your dog for unwanted behavior in a crate is going to create a negative association with the crate. Let me just give everybody a really quick education. I am hired for very specific reasons. I am hired help. I get calls because the dog has separation anxiety. 
So I show up, I give advice after the fact. After the fact. I did not create it. I eliminate it. I don't band-aid it. I eliminate it. Now, are there dogs that need to be managed more than others? Of course there are. Has anybody here ever gotten into shape, lost weight, done anything to further their education? Did, is there anybody that's had to budget their family income? Angelo is homeschooled. He goes to um, gymnastics today. He's got to help put shelving up in the shed. He has security cameras to help me put up today on the outside of the house. We have to, then we have a podcast tonight. We have another thing we have to do. We have to do a home inspection because we're purchasing another home. And we have to plan out the day. Call it planning, call it managing, call it time management, call it chores, call it shit to do, call it what you want. And then there's training of the dogs involved. Then the dogs go swimming, the dogs go biking, the dogs go for a walk, the dogs do drills. I run the company up in Rhode Island from down here in Florida. It's called life. And there's so many people out there that don't have one of those things called a life. They are breathing, but they have no life. There is a difference. So, also, people don't leave the house. So when you leave the house, you've got your remote collar, set up a video camera on it. I just bought a bunch of Nest cameras just for the outside of the house. But you can get a nanny cam for $69 off of Amazon for two-way, set it up. It's hooked up to your phone. Dog is all of a sudden stirring in the crate. Correct. You can eliminate, you can eliminate separation anxiety with your dog in a day. I would say 90% plus of dogs that come into our facility is eliminated. Your dog does not need to be drugged. I am not against drugs, but dogs do not have to be drugged. You can, you can have a dog that we printed this way. We have all dogs come off drugs before they come into us. Now, we're almost over with 2022. We work with a lot of dogs. Probably three dogs after a board and train, we recommended a low-dose low anxiety med. Training only goes so far. That doesn't mean it's a Band-Aid. But it, it sure as hell does not need me drugged like every animal behaviorist suggests. And I love it when, when behaviorists love to fucking chime in on this shit. Oh, you don't know. You're trying to say that you know more than somebody with a college education. Uh-huh. Sure do. When you're, in the, when you're in the trenches, it's no different than this. So I'm pro-gun. So I can go to the shooting range and shoot all I want. I can become an ace shooter, which I am not even close to. All right? So I shoot handguns. I can become incredible at it. I have never been to battle. There's a big difference between going to a shooting range you can be an NRA instructor, and there's a big difference between that and being in battle with stuff blowing up and people trying to kill you. 
there's a huge difference. And anybody out there that is has been to war or is in the military, in which I have a high respect for, will affirm that. We have many, many ways to stop separation anxiety. Sometimes remote cowards don't work. Now, obviously, you can go out into the room and tell the dog to shut up. It shuts up. You go back to bed, but the dog starts again. The whole idea is that you do this stealth. That the dog needs to know that even if nobody's in the room, it needs to not display this behavior. Here's a great uh, program that we have, by the way. Um, It's called Green to Graduate. And I'm going to lure. Good. Down. Good. Tucker here. Good job. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. Tucker here. This dog took 11 days to become awfully trained. Here. It's called, the green, it's called the Green That's to Graduate Boy. Program. This is the Green to Graduate Program. It's available on our on our Academy website. I'll put that up right now. It's Academy dot Solid K9 Training. Solid K9 Training.com. It's called Green to Graduate. We took a dog that was green, meaning it didn't know anything. It didn't even know its name. And it became an off-leash trained dog in 11 days. Your average consumer can do it in about four uh, weeks. Now, does it address separation anxiety? Not directly. We're going to be making a course on that. But I assure you, when you start holding your dog accountable, when you start uh, training your dog to at least a minimum baseline level, when your dog knows the difference between yes and no, which by the way, does build a relationship, separation anxiety can be easier, but you do not need a relationship, nor do you need a trained dog to stop separation anxiety, but you should still train your dog. Questions? Want me to be a co-host and read them? No, that's okay. I got it, buddy. Thank you, though. I need you to do your, I need you to do your homework. Murph says, good morning, good morning. Brittany says, is Patreon or IG a better option to subscribe to? Both. One's $10 a month, one's $4.99 a month. Join them both. It's $14.99 a month. If that's too much, get rid of all your subscriptions on TV. If you don't watch TV, give up coffee. If you don't drink coffee, stop eating fast food, stop going out to dinner. Go to farmer's market instead of the grocery store for all your fruits and vegetables. You will learn so much. But if I had to choose between the two, I would say Patreon, you get more for your money. Deb says, good morning, Jeff. Watching Odin is better than learning at, at, at any seminar. Agreed. Deb says, all new trainers can learn so much by watching the training of a dog like Odin. Thanks for allowing us into your training world. Even experienced trainers can. I agree. Bulldog, just when I was planning to join Patreon, my dog has torn his cruciate ligaments. I had to look uh, his word up, difficult word in English. So next week, surgery and recovery, poor Roddy. Yeah, 
cruciate surgery is intense. Um, you you get it, that's where the place command comes in, in into hand. But you can still join Patreon and learn a lot of stuff because you're gonna need you're gonna need it anyway. And also remember, it's you know there's a year there's a year membership too that you can get. Andrew and Jen says, good morning, you rock, Jeff. Good morning. Skyler says, when I first started working jobs, I couldn't take my separation anxiety dog too, on my service dog too. Um, he got so really bad, broke kettles, doors, and window. He's much better now, still paces when I'm not paying attention to him. So that's where your dog needs to understand a default place or a default down. So right now, Tex is, Tex is a Malinois. Most people should not own a Malinois. They're, they're just wacko. But he's lying down. Just lying down. Murph says, I don't, I don't think I told him to lie down. He just does it when I do my, my podcast and a lot of other times. Murph says, love the energy this morning, Jeff. Uh, Virginia says, spot on. Deb says, clients definitely want fast-paced, uh, fast dog training, remote cow with consistency and follow-through daily will give results faster than any other method. I've been a professional trainer for uh, 28 years. So this is the thing. So I mean, people have to remember that your average family that owns a dog, they're not dog trainers, they're dog owners, they're dog handlers, and there's no shame in training up a dog quickly. Most people are not studying the art of dog training. Then this concept is slow. Like, why? Now, now rehabbing aggression takes time. Training a competition dog takes time. But most people don't have those competition dogs. These, I'm a family pet dog trainer. Things don't take time. Murph says, sounds like drugs are easy and people don't want to put in the work or they don't think they have the time to train. Well, I think a lot of people are convinced that drugs are the answer because their their medical professional says that. Meanwhile, their medical medical professional doesn't know about training. Then you get the people that sign in that, you know, they're chime in saying, well, a veterinary behaviorist knows. I'm like, frankly, no, they don't. They know in theory. They don't know in practicality. There's a humongous difference. You can write the longest dissertation on dog training, but until the leash is in your hands and you are in the trenches, you don't know shit. Theory is great until you get punched in the face. So theory is wonderful till the dog at the end of the leash comes and tries to bite you in the face. Where's your fucking theory? You know what your theory is? Kill the dog. That's your theory. Rehabbing the dog, applying a punisher, because your theory says that punishment makes things worse. Correct? Is there behaviors out there that actually teaches how to properly apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior? Is there one? Or do they say that's the last thing you should do? Why? My dog is biting me today. Why is that the last? Why can't that be the first? But I should guess I should believe you because you're smart. Kim, my dog was so reactive and anxiety-ridden before introducing the e-collar. Now he actually enjoys the walks, not to mention what he has done for my anxiety. Yep, that time's a million. Uh, Deb says, oh, I missed Angela's podcast. Sometimes I actually have to work with a client dog. Sorry, Angela, next time. It's on, you can, it's on replay. It's on replay. Um, then I put the link up to um, all of our all of our classes, academy.solidcanontraining.com. Virginia says, it seems you're constantly in battle with too many stupid people complain if a dog is badly behaved, but complain when you actually dare to correct it. Actually, Virginia, 
I'm not on, in a one-on-one -on -one battle with anybody. I am not. I am not angry. I am not mad. I am passionate. I put my money where my mouth is. I am not battling any one person. I am going toe-to-toe -to -toe with an industry, with millions of peoples. I stand before you representing a lot of people who are afraid to speak up. I am not battling. I am doing just fine. Do you think I like going online, yelling and screaming what a fucked up industry this is? When I can make a ton of money staying in a silent dog training lane, just putting out educational videos, bringing on clients. It's not that I'm in a battle. But then again, yeah, because... Someone has to lead the fucking fight against all this shit before all dog training methodology is thrown out the door. There is litig there's litigation. There is laws being put in place. They have been voted on. They have been voted on. You can't say no to your dog. That has been brought up for votes. Why? Because there's stupid people in the world. You can't say no to Oh, well, a lot of people didn't. But there's people there that are ideologists, but don't live in the real world. You can't train your dog if it's not a willing participant. This is stuff that goes, you can Google this stuff. Don't believe me. Google it. But then again, don't believe Google because big tech lies. So you got to find the actual bill. It's no different than the don't say gay bill in Florida, which never existed. That's the media. Google the bill, get a copy of the bill, print the bill, and read it, and then make a rational decision. And nowhere did it say, don't say gay. Nowhere. Not one sentence. You read it? Yes, I read it. Oh, hey, where'd you look at that? Yeah, I can read, sweetheart. <laughs> okay, that's why you're such a good reader, being a homeschool kid. So, so it's not that I'm in battle, but then again, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Virginia. But no, I am just a big mouth baby spokesperson for the underdog dog trainer that is shamed and ridiculed and threatened and brainwashed to think what they're doing is wrong when what they're doing is right. And it speaks to the unethical behavior. I am standing up for an industry. Believe it or not, I'm standing up for the lives of dogs. There are dogs being killed every day that could be easily rehabbed. And everybody will say, oh, it's the owner's fault. I'm going to disagree on that. It's the media's fault. It's the dog trainer's fault who have convinced them that they never have to say no. So therefore, they go, they live a life with a, with, with a dog with these unwanted behaviors that can't be fixed when they can be fixed in seconds. Seconds. I put up a post on how to stop a dog from jumping and someone's like, well, you know, if you teach a dog to jump on command and then not jump, I know it takes longer 
But, and I'm like, but what? But you don't care about owners is what you're saying. Like, who gives a shit about training a dog to jump on command? Hi, Jeff. My dog jumped on my mother-in-law and broke her hip. Could you teach me how to teach my dog to jump on command and then to not jump? Hey, Jeff, my dog jumped on my nephew. He fell down, broke his arm, and had to freaking get it casted. Can you teach me how my dog can jump on command? No. I've never gotten that phone call in 20 years. I live in the real world. People just ask how to stop things. I'm just trying to shed light on the bullshit of this industry, on these catchphrases, on these cut and paste things that people love to throw out there without any knowledge. Without any knowledge. Without any practical experience. Or they're talking about their dog. I'm talking about hundreds of millions of dogs. So am I at battle with, I'm not in battle with one individual person. I'm in battle with an industry, an unethical industry that does not want to see you be successful. So you keep having to have to hire them. You don't have to hire a dog trainer. Our green to gra- our green to graduate, our green to graduate program, not to push one of our products, but sorry, you get that green graduate program that blows 90% of the dog trainers out of the water. Sorry, it does. That's just fact. It's no different than like, you want to get off medication? You want to stop going to talk therapy? You can get audio books and actual books that can help you tremendously. Murph. I'm not educated on meds for dogs. Neither am I, but I still find it strange. This is the first year I've heard of it going to to do some research for sure. All I know, this is my education on on dogs on meds. In the last 20 years, 10,000 dogs, probably 20,000 phone calls because number one, we turn away clients. Number two, I do a lot of online consults. Number three, I just talk to people on the phone. All the seminars I've done, all the podcasts that I've done, Everybody that calls me up with aggression, anxiety, stress, fear, redirecting on owners, so many of these dogs are on meds. Okay. And why didn't it work? Well, it could be worse. Yep. And I guess the vaccine could have made your sickness worse too. It's bullshit. It's hogwash. It's a lie. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Now, has it worked? I'm sure it has. I'm sure there is a dog that has taken medication that works. Well, I I just admitted that I'm not against medication for dogs. But boy, I'm a humongous advocate of actual real rehab. Not this fake bullshit, sit for a cookie and then go off and destroy the fucking house. I'm talking about real. I'm talking about a dog doing a two-hour downstay while I do a podcast, do office work that has not even been on a, a run yet because I didn't feel well this morning. Normally, we run before the podcast. 
So I had to wait until I woke up, meds kicked in, feeling better, yelling and screaming on my podcast, and then I'll go and I'll do a nice bike ride. Angela, we're going on a bike ride after this, buddy. What? Thank you. Terry says, morning, Jeff. Shout out to my son who I believe is watching for the first time. Good, Terry. So, so Terry, if your son, son, if your mother's name is Terry, you've got a highly intelligent mom. So, I'll come over here so people can see your Christmas PJs. Come on. She's got the cutest little Christmas PJs. Mel says, she does. Aren't those cute? Well, yes. She's got the matching bottoms to them. <laughs> no, she ducked too quick. <laughs> it's okay. I'll find him in her dirty laundry and I'll just hold him up. Ow, Angela, would you stop That's hitting me? Evil. Okay, you're That's like, you're not like Joelle. You're hitting me. You've been watching her too much. Did she put you up to this? No. Okay. <laughs> Mel says, I fucking love this podcast. Oh, well, Mel, do me a favor. Share this podcast. If everybody could start liking this channel and sharing this podcast, we'd have a better world. And it's not because I want views. It's not because I want ratings. I don't even know if I've got ratings even turned on. But it's like there's so many people out there that are struggling. Are you? Yeah. Joelle and I, work, we work out. Um, I work out five days a week. Joelle works out three days a week. But her workouts are way more difficult than me. You know? You haven't let me finish my my sentence. Don't get all defensive on me, Joelle, like you're lazy or not, okay? But but she does intense workouts. But we, she introduced me to a bunch of new leg exercises, and boy, and gluteus maximus exercises. I'm picking up I'm picking up goddamn cards from the freaking floor with my butt cheeks squeezed together. What do you call those, Joelle? Thre when I'm on the bench on the floor with a weight on my my lap. Glute thrusts. Oh my God. And what do you call those? One and a quarters? Yeah. I'm doing these one and a quarter glute thrusts. Well, I'm podcasting. One and a. Oh, you're emptying it? Okay. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure. These glute. What are you? What do they call one and a half stone? One and a quarters? One and a quarter reps. Oh my gosh. I got killed. Did you put that up on Facebook? Uh, I mean, on Instagram stories? It's like if you go to subscriptions on Instagram stories, you can see me doing it. That's worth $4.99 right there. Virginia says, I agree totally. Um, I wouldn't have my GSD still if it wasn't for following your training methods. Thanks. Times 1 million. That's so funny how it's just so funny when people have no idea what we do are actually like hating on us, which is fine. I don't care. It's a free world. But then there's people that, um, that, that do follow us to get great results. Um, what are your thoughts on CBD? I'm a fan. I personally use it and it helps my, my anxiety. Appreciate your opinion. Sounds so, so to Laura Lee, but don't don't worry about my opinion. The, the, see, this is the thing. See, Laura Lee, let's, let's get rid of that last sentence. Let's just do the first sentence. What are your thoughts on CBD? Okay. If you value my like opinion, that's fine. But even if I told you I hated it, I want you to throw that out the door. Okay. Throw it out the door. If you if if I get if I don't agree with your choice, who cares? Right? This is what matters. I personally use it and help my anxiety. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Now, I will also tell you that if you want to do a combination of a bunch of 
incredible videos on YouTube, incredible audio books that can also help you as well. Mel still says, always, Mark says, good morning, Jeff. Just got back from the gym and catching the remainder of your podcast. Have a great day. Awesome. Awesome, Mark. Um, hope the gym was good for you. And uh, I'll be going later. I didn't go to the gym this morning. I normally go at four. No, I usually go at four or five. But when I woke up at three o'clock, I was, um, I was, I was struggling, struggling. Can anyone become an affiliate anytime? Yes. Join up for the affiliate program. If you want to become an affiliate of all of our shows, not our shows, but our courses, you can make up to, you can make 40%. We just had a meet, we had a, we had an online Zoom last night teaching everybody how to do the affiliates. And um, I think that was recorded and I'll help Tony put that up. But if you want to become an affiliate, it's uh, www.solidk9academy.com slash a affiliates with an S at the end. Yeah, affiliates. Affiliates. It's bad right. You can an affiliate and share our show. And you get your own individual um, code, you know, HTML code. And it's just really interesting. And you can make 40% of sales. So Murph, become an affiliate. All right, everybody. You're welcome, Murph. Time to say goodbye. If um, Angelo, you, you want to plug your podcast? It's, yeah. You did yesterday. You got to sit up a little bit more so people can see you because you're hidden by the wake the fuck up with Jeff thing. I know. That's kind of the point. No, I want you to stand up because you should be loud and proud about your podcast. <laughs> Tell everybody about your podcast. Okay, so. Can we get into your camera? You no, know, I'm just going to Oh, or you can just do that. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, hold on. Angela, the show's got to okay, end. Okay, Let's go. Okay. Go. Okay, so, so, so this Thursday, wait, oops, no, not. What would you do yesterday? What was the podcast on? Wait, the the podcast yesterday was Egyptian mythology, and the next one's going to be this Thursday? Correct. Okay, so this Thursday, hey, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, me and Papa will do a a podcast on, uh, not Egyptian, Greek mythology. Plus some fun facts. Okay. You want to be interviewed again by me? Yeah. Did, did you like that format? Yeah. Nice. Good job. Proud of you, buddy. Bubble. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Good night. Don't forget tonight at uh, six, Joelle, six o'clock or five o'clock tonight for our podcast. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the What Would Jeff Do show. It's with Joelle and myself answering all your dog training questions. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Adios.